G'day everyone, welcome to the Country Fire Authority General Firefighter Help YouTube channel. This YouTube channel channel is dedicated to those who want to become volunteers and are currently going through the General Firefighting uh, program to become volunteers, it's to help them get through it. Um, today we'll be going through Chapter 1, Summary of the Bush Firefighter Reference Manual. Let's go. Safety is the priority. People who are committed to safety will supervise you. Emergency operations are dynamic and unpredictable, thereby making tasks inherently dangerous. Safety first. Firefighters' safety must be given priority over all other fire suppression considerations and activities. Firefighters, might, firefighters will make judgments based on knowledge, skills, training and experience. Safe person's approach is the responsibility of an organisation and every individual. It applies to all workplaces and all fire ground activities. A, dynam a dynamic risk assessment is used in the response and during and closing phases of an incident. The CFA risk assessment system is designed to be done in your head. On the fire ground, you will be required to constantly monitor the changing conditions and perform a dynamic risk assessment of the risk, uh, utilising your knowledge and understanding of fire ground hazards, including the use of the watchout. The watchout being weather, action, tryout, communication, hazards, observe, understand, think and the safe system of works including laces laces being lookout awareness communication escape routes and safety zones and the body system brightly colored and flame retardant overalls or jacket and overall trousers are to be worn in bushfire situations to protect you against the following radiant heat Minor burns, sunburns, abrasions, lacerations, hot embers, and poor visibility. Personal protective clothing is designed to be loose-fitting to allow maximum movement and airflow to aid cooling. Personal protective clothing should be worn over all minimum loose-fitting undergarments. Do not under any circumstances take off personal protective clothing while on the fire ground in an attempt to cool down. A bush firefighter helmet which is fitted with a neck and ear protective flap to protect your head from the following. Radiatant, radiatant heat, high temperatures, ashen embers, impact and puncture injuries, splashes from A-class foam and wetting agents and chemicals. Being, stuck, being struck by a hand tool, contact with electrical hazards, and steam or sculping water created during firefighter operations. CFA bush firefighter helmet must be worn with the inner harness adjusted and the chin strap in place. CFA helmets are to be removed and secured stowed while travelling in route or from a fire call any emergency call of that fact. Firefighter boots increase your grip on wet and oily surfaces, keep your feet dry and provide support for your feet and ankle and ankles. 
and are designed to protect your feet from the following. Radiation heat, burning embers and hot coals, sharp objects, cutting, cuts and abrasions, and some chemicals. The bush firefighter boots and structure boots are both suitable for bush firefighting. Leather gloves are to be leather gloves with an extend wrist cutout are to be worn at a bushfire too. Protect your burn, your hands from evasions, cuts, wounds, burns, splinters and blisters. Prevent the risk of cross infections when handling casualties. Reduce exposures while handling firefighter chemicals. Increase grip. Protect against heat and provide protection to the wrist. Personal protective equipment used by bush, fi bush firefighters include items of respiratory eyes and hearing protection. Class P2 filter masks provided reasonable protection to the nose, throat, lungs from ashes and larger airborne particles that may be present in the smoke or dust. Respirators are not to be used when firefighting. Eye protection prevents eye injuries and aggravating from impact. Airborne particles, heat and water, chemical splashes. In a bush firefighter situation, bush firefighter gloves often uh, offer the best protection. Earmuffs and earplugs are to be worn for hearing protection when operating or working near noisy equipment, such as a bulldozer, a helicopter, or any of equipment of that sort. When using ear protection, it is important to be alert and look for visual signals as you can become isolated from what is going on around you. Hearing protection is available for a variety of different noise levels and types. So you must ensure that the correct hearing protection is used for the specific hazard. In addition, it must be compliant with ear protection and head protection. Damaged or worn out clothing and gloves should be replaced. Gloves contaminated with chemicals and biological waste should be disposed or of or decontaminated. All personal protective equipment should be used, maintain, maintained, repaired or replaced in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions. Potential hazards at a bushfire are different from those of a structure fire. Only use the appropriate personal protective clothing and equipment. Firefighters should familiarise themselves with the safety features fitted inside their firefighter appliances. Bushfire's hazards include the following. Lifting or moving heavy or awkward shaped objects. Natural hazards. Fencing. Terrain. Hazardous trees. Dangerous rocks. Mine shafts. Trip or slip hazards. Reduced visibility. Smoke and dust. Radiant heat. Spot fires. Change in the weather and fire behaviour. Working near power lines. Working around vehicles and heavy machinery chainsaws, working around aircraft, fire bombing, using class A foam or retardants. All trees have the some level of risk. Maintain suitable awareness, maintain situ situation awareness and re regularly perform a dynamic risk assessment, even when working in low risk areas.
Potential killer tree. Protection assured are marked with a large yellow dot. Potential killer tree. Protection not assured are marked with a large yellow X and are to be removed before fire. Killer tree, also known as a K tree. Clear and present danger tree or a CPD tree are marked with a yellow K with a large yellow K. This marking system is not to be is only to be done this marking system is to be only is only used for tree hazard management. Marking the markings especially judge should not be used for marking habit habitable trees or fire control issue trees. Actions to be taken. During fire during fire response, killer trees must be identified and excluded. Anyone can identify a killer tree based on its significant structural weakness. Killer trees are to be marked with a large yellow K and if safe to do so. Only if safe to do so. Exclude killer trees by by using yellow and black barrier tape. Actions to evade. Tree hazarded Trees hazard assessors should never mark a killer tree if it is not safe to do so. Never leave a killer tree without establishing an exclusion zone. Never drive or walk through an exclusion zone. Anyone can identify a killer tree, but only qualified or experienced personnel can conduct a tree hazard assessment. Exclusion zones are generally two tree lengths away from the killer tree, but can be larger or smaller depending on the site conditions and the tree's lean. Mopping up should not be done until the area to be blacked out has been assessed and treated for killer trees. Crew must remain aware of the changing conditions and other external factors that can affect tree stability, such as a strong wind, heavy rainfall, and damage from heavy plants. Familiarize yourself with the markings used to indicate hazardous trees. Watch out for falling. Watch out for falling or rolling rocks, or a dynamo effect. Poor visibility can often result with dust stirring up by earth moving equipment such as bulldozers. If visibility is poor due to dust or smoke, the following actions should be taken place. Use appropriate personal protective equipment. Make an exclusion zone around the machine. Close off roads or tracks and turn on headlights. Watch out for mine shafts or carry a torch at night when working in areas where mine shafts may be concluded. Always consider downed electric wires as well as on ground as well as the ground surface for several meters around the area where the wires is and making contact and always assume that they are live. Working near or around power lines at a bushfire present with present danger. Do not approach within eight meters of an area where there's a downed wire a downed live wire or distributed power lines within 20 meters of a transmit tower that cover that that are covered in smoke. The appropriate action should be taken. Cord off the area and call for the power company to turn off the power supply.
You should always you should evade walking under overhead overhead high voltage power or transmission lines when smoke is present as electricity may short circuit to the ground where the smoke with through smoke without making direct contact to the ground. You should always look out for hazards posed by vehicles while working around or travelling in them. Do not jump from the vehicle. Heavy machinery creates its own unique set of hazards, with many having restricted field of vision to the front and rear, and make it extremely difficult for the operator to hear over the noises of the machinery. Personnel working near heavy machinery are at risk of being crushed if the machine machine operator is not aware of them. Always ensure that the operator is aware of your location. Always work more than two more than two tree lengths away from heavy machinery and never down slope. Do do not operate a chainsaw unless you are trained and endorsed to use one, and are wearing the proper personal protective clothing. Correct personal protective clothing for a chainsaw operator includes helmet, face, shield, eye and eye protection, ear protection, gloves, chainsaw trousers or chaps, high visibility personal protective clothing and steel capped safety boots. Aircraft can always Aircraft can always be used at an incident for the following purposes. Defecting fires, applying water retardant and other suppressions, aerial ignition of fuel, transporting crew and equipment, observing and mapping fires, aircraft management, for example, bombing coordinates and drop procedures. When working around aircraft, you should do the following. Always be aware of the propellers and stay away from moving parts. Stay in the pilot's field of vision at all times. Wear correct protective clothing and equipment. Carry headgear unless unless chim straps are secured. Ensure that there is no loose objects near the aircraft or the landing area. Remain well clear of landing and takeoff areas. Approach, board and dispark from the aircraft in the correct manner and always when the pilot signals. Carry equipment horizontally and held firmly below the below the waist. Use two person use two people to carry large objects. Comply with any no step panels markings when boarding air boarding or leaving an aircraft. And always follow instructions given by the pilot, field crew, flight crew or aircraft marshal. When working around aircraft, do no, do not do the following: smoke in or within 30 meters of an aircraft, fuel dump or refueling equipment, mishandle or aircraft equipment, approach a helicopter before the rotors have completely stopped or started until un, un started started unless directed by the pilot, and then in pro- accordance with the appropriate appropriate procedures. While travelling in aircraft, firefighters must follow the instructions given by the pilot and flight crew. In an emergency situation, follow the pilot's or crew directions immediately. Before travelling in aircraft, ensure that you are briefed on the procedures for opening doors and fastening seat belts. Ground personnel must stay clear of fire bombing zones and actions to actions to take if caught in 
firebombing drop zones are. Place hand tools well clear of you. Secure your hard hat or helmet to protect your head and to protect your head with your arms. Move away from firebombing drop zones. Watch for your footing. Watch out for fallen branches or debris. If hit with foam or a tartan, wash off with cold water. If you are if you have an existing medical condition, you should seek medical advice prior to attending an incident. Firefighters suffering from any form of illness on the fire line should seek medical attention as soon as possible. It is important for responders to understand that they may have certain unexpected critical incident stress reactions to, to their per participants at an incident. These reactions may include the following. Anger, depression, difficulty, difficulty concentrating, frequent uh, unstable mood swings, memory memories or flashbacks, physical tiredness, loss of loss of appetite, loss of sexual interest, sleep disturbance, social withdrawal such as a need to be alone, exposed. Exposure to smoke, dust, reduces your performance and brings on a mental, physical exhaustion more quickly. Evade unnecessary exposure. Physical and mental exhaustion impairs a firefighter's performance and, a, and safety at an incident. If it can occur if you are working for prolonged periods of time and have not had enough rest, sleep, food or fluids. The symptoms of physical or mental exhaustion include slowness to react, impaired judgment, poor, 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 poor performance, and ecstatic performance. Dehydration will occur if fluids and electrolytes lost through participation are not replaced. The recommended rations of water to electrolytes uh, replacement drinks powder per hour is two and a two and a half, two to one. The workload will influence. The workload will influence how much to drink. During a heavy workload, you should drink up to uh, one thousand two hundred milliliters of water and six hundred millimeters of electrolytes to replace uh, dr water power wa drink. Slash powder every hour. Advey milky or fatty contain containing drinks, or drink con or con drink containing high sugar levels. Never drink alcohol on a firegram. Sunburn, since although not life threatening, can be painful and reduce the effectiveness of your crew. Heat-related illnesses can be life-threatening. The body normally controls its temperature by by perspiring. Heat related illnesses can occur when the body overheats and loses too much bodily fluid. To evade heat related illnesses, adequate fluids intake to replace any fluids. Electrolytes that have been lost through by perspirating. Heat-related illnesses occur when bodily, bodily, the body overheats and loses too much bodily fluids. 
To avoid heat-related illnesses, accurate fluids intake to replace any fluids. Electrolytes that have been lost through perspiration is vital. Heat-related illnesses in, or in order of severity are the following. Heat cramps, heat stress, heat exhaustion, and heat strokes. Minimize the risk by taking regular breaks, lo loosen clothing to allow more air circulation, but do not take it off, and maintain accurate in fluid intake. People suffering from heat-related illnesses may not realize it. Look after each other and look out for each other. For all, the, for all heat-related illnesses, it is important to cool the casualties. And to replace bodily fluids, you should do the following. Move the casualty to shade and away from the incident and loosen or remove clothing, if safe to do so. Fan or sponge the casualty, giving frequent, frequent sips of water and seek medical attention where required. Heat strokes is the most severe of form of heat-related illnesses. The symptoms include the following. Heat body temperature. Red, hot, or possible dry skin. Reduced, reduced conscious state or unconscious. Rapid pulse and breathing. And in severe cases, seizure or fits. If in doubt, seek urgent medical attention. Severe heat-related illnesses can rapidly lead to death. Never work alone. Use the buddy system. In an, an anchor point is an advantage location from which a fire line can be constructed. It is used to minimize the possibility of being fl flanked out by a fire while the line is being constructed. LACES is an acronym for lookouts, awareness, communications, escape route, escape routes, safety zones. Watch out on the fire line, weather, Dominant fire behaviour, so keep informed. Actions must be based on current or expected fire behaviour. Try out at least two safe escape routes. Communicate with your supervisor, crew leader, your crew and adjoining crew. Hazards, be aware of verdict Variation in fuels and steep slopes. Observe. Change in wind speed, direction, temperature, humidity, and cloud. Understand your instructions and make sure that you understand them. Think clearly. Be alert. Act decisively before your situation becomes critical. A red flag warning is issued when there is a significant change to any critical information that may adversely affect the safety of personnel. Taking refuge is a last resort. Your priority should to, should to evade being placed in a life-threatening situation. In order to minimize risk of exposure to radiating heat when firefighting, you need to maintain a comfortable distance from the heat source. Four times the flame Height is the expected comfortable distance. The main principle when talking when taking refuge are the following you need to have a plan. You need to take you need to you need to action your plan at first sign of approach of dangerous situation.
Communication, communicate your situation. Radiating heat only travels in a straight line, so take refuge behind a solid object. Find a area where the fire behavior will be minimized, such as, as the black fuel reduced area, wet areas such as gullies, creeks, or dams. Cover all exposed skin and keep low and faced and lay face down if possible. Take refuge in a structure. Remain outside the structure for as long as possible. Extinguish any small outbreaks. Wetting down all the immediate areas. Removing or, or protect any fuels adjacent to the building. And if time permits, wetting gutters with water. When you are forced to take refuge indoor, do the following. Take in a hose or fitting if you know that the fitting attached to the end of the hose can be coupled to any internal taps. Soak towels and rags and fill available containers with water and watch for and extinguish any outbreaks of fire, especially in the roof, ceilings, window seals or veranda or timber deck. If the building should catch fire when the main fire has passed, wrap yourself in a dry fire blanket and exit the building and take refuge. To take refuge in the cabin of a vehicle, the following should happen. Give continuous blast of the horn. Ensure that all crew members are aware of the impending danger. Park your vehicle in an area of at least combustive fuel so to minimize the impact of the radiating heat to the crew and the pump area. Wind up all windows and close vents. Turn air conditioner to recycle to recycle and turn on headlights and hazard lights and leave the engine running. Ensure proper adjustments of all personal protective clothing and cover all exposed skin. In a grave and imminent imminent danger, send a mayday message to gain immediate radio attention. Get down as low as possible in the cabin and cover yourself fully in a fire blanket. When the fire front has passed, extinguish any fire on or around the vehicle and advise your incident control center when the danger has passed. If you are on the rear deck of a tanker and must take refuge, ensure the pump is running. Activate coup protection spray system and align on con on the deck where fitted. Remain low until the protective heat shields or, or sitting in the rolls over the protection over the protective system ROPS and cover up all uh, cover up with a dry flyer blanket. When the fire approaches, uh, open nozzle to a wide angle fog and extend above heat shield level. When the main fire has passed, extinguish any fire on or near the vehicle. To, to use a dozer for a refuge, find or clear an area under the mold or track methods, trench methods, and park the dozer behind the mound. Lower the blade and the rippers. Get down below in the trench behind the dozer tracks or actually under the dozer and cover yourself with loose earth or and a fire blanket. If you must take refuge while on foot, clear a survival area 
by removing fuel and take shelter behind a large solid object in a desperation stump hole or a drain lie down ensuring all exposed skin is covered if available completely if available completely cover yourself with a fire blanket or alternately take refuge in a stream lake or dam stay low to evade breathing in super heat superheated air that is the end of the chapter one summary Good everyone and welcome to chapter 2 summary of the Bush Firefighter Reference Manual. Let's go. The firefighter triangle depicts the three basic components necessary for a fire to ignite and continue to burn. They are the following oxygen, heat and fuel. Fuel is anything that will burn under suitable conditions. The ignition temperature of a fuel is particular of the temperature at which it begins to burn. The chemical change reaction uh, Essential to sustaining combustion occurs between the fuel. Oxygen is promoted by heat. Heat is transferred by radiation, convention, and conduction. Radiation is a form of heat energy that travels in a straight path upwards in all directions from its source. The convection is transferred. The convection is the transfer of heat through air, causing it to rise. As hot air rises, it carries heat with it. Gradually losing, the, gradually losing this heat to the surrounding air. Conduction refers to the heat, refers to the transfer of heat through solid objects f from a region of a heat temperature to a region of a lower temperature. The flight height and depth of a fire are usually indicators of the fire's intent. Uh, intensity. Three me methods of an extinguishing a fire are the following. Cut off the oxygen supplying, cut off the oxygen supply by smothering the fire out. Reduce the temperature of the fire to cool the fire, and remove fuel from the path of the fire to starve the fire. A combination of these methods is often used to control the fire. Dry firefighting is a term used to describe a firefighting technique that does not involve water. That's the end of chapter two. We'll now go into chapter three. Chapter 3 Summary The three main factors that affect fire behaviour are the following Fuel, weather and topography Fuel characteristics which affect fire behaviours are the following Types, size, quantity, arrangement and moisture contents Fine fuels burn readily given the right condition Coarse and heavy fuels tend to ignite less readily and burn more slowly. The arrangement of fuels affects how the f they burn. Fire behaviour is affected by the moisture contents of the fuel, that is, how damp or dry the fuels are. Weather elements that impact on fire behaviour are the following. Air temperatures, relative humidity or RH, wind speeds and direction, and atmospheric stabilization. During stable atmosphere conditions, winds are generally light and predictable. Vertical movement of the air is limited and fire behavior will generally be predictable. During an unstable atmospheric condition, winds are generally gusty and unpredictable. Convention columns are 
correction can rise to greater heights and the fire behaviour will generally be unpredictable. The topography of an area will affect the direction and speed of at which a fire will travel. The topography factors will affect the fire's behaviour are slopes, as aspect elevation and land formations. Slopes can affect the speed of a fire. The rule of thumb that may be used to determine the effects are for every 10 for every 10 degrees of an upslope, double the rate of spread. And for every 10 degrees of downslope, halve the rate of spread. Aspect influences how dry are how dry fields are and therefore how fiercely the fire burns. Land formations influence the strength and direction of the wind. The fire behaviour may change significantly at different elevations, height above sea level. Elevation affects the type and quantities of fuel. That was the end of chapter 3, we're now going on to chapter 4. There are three types of bushfires. Ground fire, which is under the surface. Surface fire, which is the surface or the ground. And then the crown fire, which is the treetops. A ground fire burns the origin organic materials in the soil layers as in a peat fire. A surface fire burns the surface of vegetation such as grass, scrubs and forest litter. A crown fire burns in the crown of the trees ahead of or above ahead of and above as intense surface fires in the undergrowth. Parts of a bushfire involve the following the point of the point of origin, also known as the poo, the head of the fire, which is the head, the flanks, the flank of the flyer, the fingers, the heel, rear, or back, spot fires ahead of the main fire, and unburnt pockets or islands. And the point of origin is where the fire started. The head of the fire, the head is the part of a fire where the rate of spread and flame height intensity are the greatest, usually when burning downwind or upslope. The flank are those parts of the fire's perimeters that are that are roughly parallel to the main direction of spread. Fingers are narrowly slivers of adjacent bush fires which extend beyond the head or flank. The heel, rear, or back is the section of the perimeter opposite to, or usually upwind or downslope from the head of the fire. Spot fires are new fires ignited ahead of or away from the main fire by embers or by a burnt object that is called a firebrand. Spot fires are affected by the atmospheric stabilization, wind speed and turbulence, moisture, com and moisture contents, fire intensity and bark type. Stringy bark eucalyptus may be associated with mass or short distance spotting. Candle bark ribbon eucalyptus are commonly associated with very long distance spotting. If multiple spot fires start to develop in areas around you, it may be necessary to evacuate the area media immediately. That's the end of chapter 4, we're now going to go on to chapter 5. The most common hand tool used in firefighting are axes, Pulaski and Reiko. Hand tools must be carried with care and to prevent any accidents. 
Carry a handle tool close to your body and parallel to the ground. Do not carry over your shoulder. Carry tool on the downhill slide when walking on steep slide hill slopes. An axe is used for the following. Fell small trees, remove bark branches, clean bark from trees, split logs and stumps. For safety purposes, it is important that an axe head is securely fitted to the handle and that the axe head is covered. Covers are used when the axe is not in use. A pulaski is used for the following. Felling small trees, removing branches, clearing bark from trees, splitting logs open, breaking open stumps, raking and scraping away surface fuels down to the mineral earth to create a controlled line or firebreak. Raking out hot coals from logs, stumps and hot spots. A rake is has one sharpened edge for cut chipping, cutting and scraping and one pronged edge for raking. It is specifically used for the following. Construction controlled line. Scraping bark from tree trunks, breaking up and raking compacted fuels, raking hot coals out of logs and stumps. A rako must be well maintained. A control line is a man-made or natural fuel-free path. It prevents the spread of a fire. The two methods for constructing a control line use a team of firefighters equipped with hand tools are the step-up method and one lick method. Step-up is the most common method and requires a good teamwork, however, the one-lick method may be better suited for a large crew, needing to cover large areas where close, where close supervision is not possible. This is, with either method, the last person, the polisher, is responsible for ensuring the control line is completed to an acceptable standard. I knock a nap, knapsack is a portable spray pump with the capability of about 16 litres of water or the or 20 litres of water and fitted with a shoulder strap it is used for the following making a direct tack on a low intensity flank fire supporting hand tool crews who are constructing a controlled line close to the fire edge assisting in a mop up operation and patrolling a hose layer hose lay. A drip torch is a portable fuel canister fitted with a wad and a burning wick that drips a burning fuel mixture onto the ground. The drip torch may only be used as part of as part of an appropriate approved plan appro approved plan by an experienced personnel and under the direct and supervision of the officer in charge. Refer to the main manufacturing specification for the correct fuel mixture ratio usually found stamped on the body of the drip torch. Agency uh, guidelines should be followed when transferring, fueling or using a drip torch. That's the end of chapter 5. CFAGF of chapter 6 summary. The most common types of coupling are used are the following. Screw or threaded, external lugs, cam locks and stores. Treat hose couplings with care as damage may result in an air leak in a suction hose or water leak in a delivery hose. Adapters are used to connect together different sized hoses and pieces of equipment with incompatible threads. 
Branches and nozzles come in ranges of types and sizes and are used to direct and control the flow of water. Breachings are used to join two hoses, lines, collect, connect, collecting breaches, or divide one hose line into two hose lines, dividing breaches. A dividing breach, sometimes called a Y-piece, allows the delivery hose line to be divided into two lines. The two main types of hoses used for firefighting are the following, suction and delivery. A suction hose is a reinforced with a withstand extendable atmospheric pressure and converts water into a firefighting pump in a procedure called drafting. Ropes are used to attach a line to a suction hose or and a strainer and tied off to the appliance. A clove hitch or a round a round turn two half hitches are the two common types of knots. A del delivery hose is designed to withstand external pressure and is used to deliver water to the fire. The four main types of a delivery hose are the following. Percolating, non-percolating, extrude and rubber. Care needs to be taken when laying hoses and stowing hoses on a vehicle to prevent damage. Common sources of damage to a hose include the following. Naked flames, radiation heat, hot embers and traffic. Types of damage include abrasions, punctures, cutting, chemicals, and shock. Hoses may be uncoiled using an underarm bowling motion. When rolling a hose on a bite, take care to align the two layers of hose, keeping the male coupling on top, laying the short of the female coupling. After using hoses, sh after using hoses should be washed, inspected for damage, and expected to ensure that each hose is securely fixed to the coupling tail with no damage to the coupling or binding. Hoses may be stored in the following ways: as a on a straight roll, on a bite, flanked in a hose tray or a locker, figure of eight in a locker, and on a hose reel. As a dead hose is used for storage of multiple length of lays of flat hose. A live hose reel is a rubber hose used rolled onto a reel and connected to a water supply. As the hose is unwounded, the water supply from the pump is turned on and the water is immediately supplied to the branch. As the end of chapter 6 going to chapter 7. Water extinguishing mediums include the following water, class A foam, fire retardant and wetting agents. Water is the most common and effective medium for extinguishing a fire. It works by wetting the flame, reducing the temperature. Conserve the use of water. A static water supply is a body of water, for example a river or dam. A a reticulated water supply is a water fed from a cam catchment to a service reserve. The water is then directed through a network of mains to a consumer. A hydrants are fitted with, with are fitted to a water main at a regular interval. A standpipe or a portable hydrant is a piece of equipment used to raise the outlet from a below ground hydrant to above ground level. A hydrant supplies water to a fire appliance or 
to a branch via a hose for attacking a fire. The three types of hydrants you may use are the following. Millcock, L-type and ground ball. Hydrant markings are provided by the council or fire slash water supply authorities to indicate the location of a hydrant. When operating a below ground hydrant, check for snakes, spiders, broken glass, syringes and other brewery that may hurt you. Use a torch at night. There are three main water appliance patterns, jet, spray and fog. Jet spray has the longest reach and greatest penetration and can be used to knock down the head of the fire. A spray pattern covers a large area and removes more of the heat from the surrounding fires than a jet pattern. Fog covers the largest area and removes the most heat from a surrounding fire rather than a jet or a spray pattern. Spray and fog are adversely affected by wind and have the less pe- and have less penetration and are more u- uh, and more and use more water than jet pattern. Holding the branch correctly and having something to assist will reduce the operator's fatigue. To extinguish a fire, direct the water at the bur- base of the burning fuel rather than at the flames. Take care to evade wasting water by using doing the following: using the smaller nozzle than a lot, using the smallest nozzle that that will do the job safely, shutting off the warner when it does not when it is not required, applying water to the fire correctly, and using wetting agents as appropriately. A fire retardant is a firefighter's sustained substance designed to retard com- to retard combustion rather than directly su- suppress it. It is applied on or ahead of the fire front to reduce the fire's rate of spread or intensity. A long time fire retardant coats the fuel and is and also includes a chemical that retards the combustion process process. A short term fire retardant retains the moisture, thereby cooling the fire and keeping the fuels ahead of the fire to a m- too moist to burn. A class A f- foam is used to extinguish carbon based fuels. It works by C-I-I-P-S C standing for cools I standing for isolates and then uh, the other I standing for insulation and then the other one other, the P standing for penetrates and then the S standing for th- smothers when using class A foam consideration must be given to the environmental factor including evade using on organic farms prevent running off entering prevent runoff runoff entering waterways maintain a 50 meter buffer soak up spills for concentrated with dirt sand or and disposing of the waste properly class a foam should be used should only be used by fighters who have been trained in it correct in it in it to correctly handle and the safe use and the associated equipment. Wetting agent is a chemical that reduces the surface tension of water, causing it to spread out and cover a wider area. The water is used more economically with wetting agents and penetration and penetrates compact fuel compact fuels better. Never drink from a tank or a nutsack as there may be wetting agents in the water. That's the end of chapter seven. We will now go into chapter eight.
A pump is a machine powered by an external source which imparts energy to the water. Pumps may be driven in divided into two groups, priming and centrifugal. A priming pump is pump is needed to remove air from within the main pump casing or from within the suction hose prior to drafting water. A main pump uh, centrifugal correction centrifugal must be primed before use and has been has few milling parts and is gen and it is generally reliable and easy to maintain. The pressure and the flow characteristics of the main pumps varies with the opening and closing of the delivery and its changes in pump speed. Pressure and flow from a pump should be carefully controlled and any necessary adjustments should be, gra should be gradual. Sudden changes in pressure and flow endanger and flow endangers the branch operator. Delivery gauges re register the outlet's pressure in a pump. Plumbing on an appliance allows water to be pumped into the tank or to be pumped to an outlet. Water is used to supply to water is used to supply the pump can come from different sources including the following pump on an appliance, redactical pressured sources and static supplies. Pumping can be undertaken from a static supply or a retactical water supply. When drafting from a static supply, the greater of the height, the greater the height of the lift from the water surface to the eye of the pump imperials, the more capability of the water is reduced. Boosting is used. Boosting is using the pumps to increase the outlet's pressure when sourcing water from a hydrant. When boosting, you should use the largest sized hose available between the hydrant and the pump to minimize the pressure loss due to friction. Pumping from the appliance tank is the most common operation undertaken during bushfire fighting operations. Pumps may be spaced at a regular interval to relay water over a large distance using a closed circuit relay, tanker to tanker, or an open circuit relay, tanker to water reserve, second tanker draft from water reserve. Tanker relay, tanker relay, ta rel relay tanker or water carrier are used where distance makes, distance makes the use of pump relay impractical. Hose, lay hose lays may be laid out in an S bend to prevent the kinking of at least Three, three to five millimeters to the branch laid straight. Chapter nine. Radios. A radio network generally consists of a base station, mobile radios, and portable, a handheld radio. Emergency personnel use two-way radios to receive and transmit transmit info. A base station radio will generally transmit the longest distance followed by a mobile and then a portable radio. Each radio on a network is given its own unique call sign to ensure that the message are clear in considering the following rhythm, speed, volume, pitch, sentences and corrections of mistakes.
The phonetic alphabet is used to spell words or a series of letters. Pro words are standard communication words that have been have an correct an accepted meaning like shorthand. Pro words figure is used before transmission transmission of numbers other than grid references. Timing time is transmitted within twenty time is transmitted using the twenty four hour clock system. The procedure to follow when receiving a message is the following. Give the call sign of the station you are replying to or or and your call sign and say send. The procedure for transmitting a radio message is give the call sign of the station you are calling and your call sign. Listen for the station being called to acknowledge. Repeat the call sign of the station you are calling and your call sign. Give your message and then listen for an acceptable for an acknowledgement from the station you have been transmitted. Example, Firecom Upper Beaconsfield Tanker 2. Firecom would then say send. You would then go Firecom Upper Beaconsfield Tanker 2. Then your message turning out to a grass at scrub fire at 18 Stone Creek Road. Code 1. A mayday. A mayday transmit. A mayday transmission indicates that the personnel transmitting is the threatened by grave or imminent danger and request immediate assistance. For a mayday call, the person transmitting should include the following: identification, location, situation, and what assistance is required. The priority for an emergency transmission or warning is the highest to lowest. Is the, fo- is the following, a mayday being the most important, a red warning being in the middle, and then other messages such as turnouts on scenes and wordbacks. Chapter 10 Summary When responding to a call out, firefighters will respond as per agency's procedures. A safety check covering the extinguishing media and equipment should be completed prior to leaving the station or central work centre. Local knowledge of an area, terrain, weather conditions, local conditions, can be invaluable when responding to a fire. When selecting a route to fire, keep the following in mind. Spaces you need to turn, an appliance around, roads, tracks, accessible conditions, obstacles, no bridges, causeways with reduced load limits, safety, safe rescue, refuge, quick retreat or escape routes. Maps are flat representatives of the Earth's surface at a given point in time. They can be used for the following. Locate natural or man-made features. Planning a fire prevention or suppression activities. Assigned area of responsibility. Undertake unfamiliar terrain. Identifying barriers. Locating an incident or an escape route. And determining your position. The revision of or pro Reduction date of a map indicates how current information is. Topography maps show the natural and man-made features on the landmarks. Metropoli- metropolitans street streets directions show the road network in an urban area with less topography details than the topograph than the topographical and cadastrical cadastrical maps. 
Marginal information provides you with key points to assist you in inter interpreting a map. The scale of a map tells you by how much the, repre the represented areas are reduced in size. All topographical maps drawn using the maps grid of Australia MGA system displayed in Superimposed on the maps is a system of grid lines using eastings and northings. Grid lines running north to the south are known as eastings, vertical lines on a map. Grid lines running from west to east are known as northings, horizontal lines on a map. A GRIF reference is used to refer to a specific location by describing a point where an easting crosses a northing. It is always communicated with the easting first and then the northing second. Knowing the shape of a landscape can help you in the following reasons. Predicting the likely perimeter of a fire, identifying suitable locations for observing the fire or an incident, identifying suitable locations for a control point or an apparatus operational point, identifying the best location for construction of a control line, determining the route for determining routes for the safest access to an incident, determining po determining possible sites for a helicopter to land or collect water, determining where you are, and determining a safe escape route. Contours are lines drawn on a map connecting points that are are exactly the same elevation above or below the sea level. Physical features represented on a map can be determined by interpreting the contour lines. A crest is the highest part of a hill or mountain range. A gorge is a deep ravine that has been eroded over a period of time. A knoll or nob is a low isolated hill. A plateau is an elevated area of land that is relatively fat, flat. A undulating ground raise or a full generality. generality yeah. A saddle is a depression between a adjacent hills or a mountain top that is that is higher than the surrounding gullies or valleys the direction that a slope faces is called a the aspect the, a ridge line is a line across the top of a range of a hill of a ranges of hills or mountains from which the ground slopes downward in the opposite direction contour lines close together close together mean that elevation changes rapidly and the slope is steep. Contour lines spaced wide apart or where there is no contour lines at all indicate that there is little or no change in elevation and the, ter the terrain is relatively flat. That's the end of chapter 10. We now are going to chapter 11. Firefighters' initial observe, observe, 
observation of the fire can assist the crew leader in quickly sizing up the situation on arrival. Looking for the following. Colour, quantity or direction of smoke. Natural or behave the nature or behaviour of the fire. Gates on access route or for example locked, opened or closed. Once the fire has been physically located or the C or the, your CFA incident controller will confirm the fire location type and and activity of which the fire brigade base operator Vic fire or the as appropriate when assessing the fire c fire considering you should be the consideration should be given to the size of the fire the fire behavior the risk to life and property and resources Firefighters should take note of the people and vehicles in the vicinity while approaching a fire. On arrival at, at a bushfire, it is important to preserve the area of origin by keeping activity in the area to a minimum. Where possible, evading or entering or disturbing the area of origin of the fire. That was the end of chapter 11. We now go to chapter 12. Successful fire firefighting requires solid teamwork. You must make sure that, that the following happens. Know your task. Your crew leader knows where you are and what you are doing at all times. You know where the other members of the your crew are and what they are doing. You stay in contact and you know your escape plan. Good teamwork works good teamwork behavior involves includes and in, involves the following. Working cooperatively. Corruptivity. Following procedures, knowing when to seek assistance and asking for help when it is needed. Being supportive and recognizing and acknowledging the effort of your teammates. When firefighting, always stay in contact with other people in either by sighting or radios. All brief conducted should be confirmed to the SMEAC form format. A SMEAC briefing includes the following, the situation, the mission, the execution, the admin administration and logistics, command and communication and safety. All briefings are to end with a short question and answer session to ensure the understanding by all parties. Debriefings are an inf important opportunity to review the performance, identify safety issues, discuss what went well and what needed to improve. The commands and communication systems are critical to the safety and success of uh, fire suppression activities. You will work with you will work with it within an incident control system. AIMS. AIMS functions role include the following Incident controller, public information sector, planning sector, operations sector, and logistics sector. Correctly monitoring your radio and radio traffic ensures that the operation of the ensures that you are operating on the correct channel. You must be on your allocated channel to receive and transmit information, emergencies, or safety warnings. When assessing the fire, consider when assessing the fire, considering should be given to the following: the size of the fire, the fire behavior, the life and risk to property, 
and resources. Direct attack is when firefighters work directly on the edge of the bushfire and is and the this edge then becomes the established control line. A parallel attack involves the con the construction of a controlled line parallel to the fire or just a short distance away from the fire's edge. Different forms of direct attack include directly knocking down the head of the fire or a flank attack which involves approaching the bushfire from the flank and then pinching out on the head. An indirect attack is commonly in commonly in involves the construction of a control line some distance away from the fire's edge and then fuel fuel the fuel between the control line and the fire is backburned. For fire intensity for high in fire for high intensity fires, the construction of a control line may be consi considerable must be a considerable distance away from the fire flank or head and requires a backburn when conducted are suitable. This type of operation should only be performed by induced personnel with authorizations from the incident controller. Protecting built assets is a part of the defensive strategy and used when fire is too intense to be safe or effectively attacked. If protecting a structure that if protecting a structure, the following consideration or actions will be applied and will be carried out when the fire is in its initial stages and easily suppressed from the outside of the structure. Extinguishing, extinguishing embers around or under the structure. Initial, initial small outbreaks small outbreaks of fire involving the structure on eternal walls, decks, roofs and gutters. Bush firefighters will not enter a structure to engage in internal firefighting or where, or where there is a risk of a structural collapse. Defenderable spaces is the area required to ensure the crew's safety. It is determined by the crew leader as a result of a risk assessment or a size up and the consideration involves communication, water supplies and access. Hazards relating to the built asset protection include the following. Fuel, chemicals, gas and electricity. Ensure the following actions are to be taken during the passage of the front, the fire font. Fire front. Minimize your exposure to radiated heat and smoke. Mobility is important not to be hooked up to a hose line that in that prevents you from moving while the fire is passing. Ensure sprinkler systems have been activated where installed and extinguished super superficial spot fires on the asset. Extreme danger is the pres is still present after the fire passes. Your career leader will conduct a post-fire size up for safety. Watch out for hazards which in may involve the following. Downed power lines and poles, dangerous trees, airborne airborne contaminations. For example, asbestos may be present. It is therefore advisable to report this and leave the area. Debris on the road may include rocks, logs, burnt, burning vehicles, fallen power lines, spot fires, smoking conditions, weakened bridge or gap or cattle grids. Mineral earth control lines may be exposed to mineral 
Mineral earth control line should expose mineral earth for the length and width of the control line. Mopping up is a procedure of, of ensuring a con contained fire does not reignite or spread. The depth of a mock-up will depend on the factors such as the size of the bushfire, the type of fuel involved and the local topography. Different fuels need different treatment when, no when mopping up. Safety is paramount. Do not relax. Do not relax your guard. Firefighter patrol. Firefighters patrolling the perimeter should look for anything that could threaten the control line. Firefighters involved in patrolling the perimeter must must be aware of the safety zone and ex and escape routes. And that is the finished of the reference manual. Thank you for listening.